Good morning. I'm Tamara McDaniel, and this is Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. We are here at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign at the corner of Springfield and Duncan. You can phone in at 356-9397 or text us at 351-5357. We have our experts standing by, and they include today Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Marianne. Let me turn your microphone up just a little more there. Oh, heaven forbid, yes. Te oigo. (laughs) John Weisgarver, good morning. Good morning. And Steve Brown. Good morning. Glad you could join us so early. We're we're delighted to be here. Speak for yourself. Go Illini. (laughs) (laughs) During the the, the texting last night, you acted like you were going to be delighted to be here. Because he said he was going to bring Bloody Mary. That's exactly it. seems to be somebody promised Bloody Mary. It was just way too dark this morning to go out and harvest peppers and tomatoes and... Oh, it's just a bribe. I'm it's thinking, a, oh, don't they bribe. sell mixes for that? <laughs> no, but it wouldn't be anywhere near as good as homemade. That oh, is well. an excellent point. I mean, they were going to be virgin Bloody Marys anyway. But. Yeah. Nevertheless, have a nice little kick to it. Well. Start our morning off. Well. Are you able m- to. Monday. What all vegetables do you put into a Bloody Mary other than like tomato juice? Well, I would use tomatoes and I would use peppers. Oh, okay. To get a little spice yeah. going oh. on. I would certainly and, hope and you have horseradish you could throw in there. Uh, well, but I don't have any growing right now. Oh, I bad. mean, it would have to be come out of a jar. But yeah, horseradish. You know what's really good in it is yeah. uh, cucumbers. Cucumbers really? would be good. Really? Yeah. Um, good. You know, I could Peppers. see juicing a little bit of celery and it's have like it a in home, there. Like a homemade V8. Love it. Well, yep. And yeah. Then, then just add the pickle separately and the olives. Uh, 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 celery stock. Okay. So it's like a little garden in a glass. Absolutely. Nice. <laughs> yeah. What a way to have a salad. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drink it. Add a little alcohol. It goes down really nice. You don't nice. even have to do that. That's, <laughs> no. that's the optional part. That's, that's, true. that's a good point. Excellent that point. It's totally optional. But, so, here's to all of us that are finally getting a decent tomato crop. Everybody you talk to, it's like, Finally, finally, kick it in. The volume's there. I agree. It was the latest tomato season that I can remember. Yeah. In terms of having plenty. So. Wow. Well, the ones you brought in the other day were beautiful. I mean, they looked Thank you. gorgeous. I, I was, I and just delicious. forgot to get any, but yeah. What's up with that? They looked great. Well, it we can take care of that. <laughs> I was telling Nancy we were talking about the tomato crop, and she's really happy with the flavor of her tomatoes oh, overall. I'm not sure what variety she she did this year, uh, but she's still suffering from blight. Talked about that a little bit. Blossom end rot. Blossom end rot. And that's where on the bottom of the tomatoes, it's usually a brown, sunken, uh, more than a lesion, but a spot. Almost like a bruise. Yeah. Well, kind of looking thing. Yeah, more of necrotic tissue that's sunken, and it's. It would vary in size, but I'd say usually at least the size of a quarter could be the size of a half dollar or silver dollar or yeah. larger even. You mm-hmm. know, it depends upon how severe it is. It's icky but, looking. But it's associated typically with a couple of things. It's sometimes associated with a calcium deficiency, and it's sometimes associated with inconsistent moisture levels, watering levels. And this year I've actually had less blossom end rot than I can recall ever. Yeah, really. And and I can only think the one single factor that's different for me because I, I 
typically mulch the tomato plants very heavily and and because the way the summers have been usually it's up to us to water and we're not getting that much help from mother nature so therefore with the mulch and watering on our schedule the moisture level has been pretty consistent you know most every year but i did try that new lobster shell crab shell product that we had out here for the first time yeah uh, and liberally applied that in every planting place for the tomatoes so I, I can't say 100% for sure that's what it was, but obviously that's a very high in calcium mm-hmm. uh, product. And I'm just kind of putting two and two together, and when I'm you, thinking it might be the thing. Cool. Okay. When you first said that, uh, that they you know need more calcium, I'm thinking how would you add calcium to your, your soil? But, okay, that would be it. Oh, and one of the perhaps one of the ways that people pass on to each other is, oh, we'll just crumple up a bunch of eggshells and put it in the bottom of the hole. Yep. Really, yep. certainly yeah. that'll do and, it. And yeah. that's what Lee Kabuti does, and he's probably grown more tomatoes in his ninety, however many years now, yes. uh, than uh, we could possibly shake, shake a stick, a stick at. at yeah. And and I typically would do that if I have a egg supply. I knew somebody who had let egg me supply. Know. Oh, like somebody <laughs> who had chickens. But, but, like somebody with like chickens. Mr. Yeah. Weiscarver. Yeah. yeah. But, I, you know, in terms of at least the results for me for this year, this is the best I've ever had. And I'm going to kind of I'm pointing my finger at that product. That, that's lobster, awesome. Lobster, that's lobster cool. Shelf crab that's shell. kind of yeah. cool that we could recommend that. It, you know, the possibility that you have a little more control over the water because we're not getting much rain, that that may add to it. Yeah, but and I would have had to do that last year or the year before. Yeah, but it's easier to do it when there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I felt like last year was. Was nothing. Was really dry? I, I remember that. I forget from year to year. <laughs> yeah. So how are the other vegetables com- coming along? Uh, nicely. I yeah. finished up the harvesting the potatoes finally. And uh, uh, just watching those sweet potatoes grow, grow, grow. Yay. Uh, it's going to be a... a a fun crop when it's good, good and go. But mainly right now, it's tomatoes and peppers and and Asian pears. will probably be in another few days or did a you week. Have, you have any squash? Did you do squash? You know, we we did. We had a lot of zucchini, both green and golden. We had uh, some delicata squash, but had a lot of crap out on some of those plants. Yeah, um, you know, I, that's why I asked because I had a lot of people say that their squash weren't performing at all this year. Hmm. Um, yeah, that that and. You get all the disease on the leaves. Oh, yeah. On the foliage. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, we'd have a lot of vines dying out. Uh, we had several cantaloupe die, but we had uh, one or two that survived that produced a ton of fruit. And uh, we've had pretty good fruit production on the watermelon. Great. Especially nice. Sugar Baby. Already? Uh, oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Still trying to and what? be able to say, I know that one's perfect. It's time to harvest. <laughs> I'm... I understand. My husband's like that with tomatoes. He's like, oh, maybe another day. It'll just get a little bit more red. <laughs> well, yeah. Then the squirrel takes a bite out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's I right. That, I but I think you're right, Steve. The melons are the hardest to judge. It, it, it is. And it's like if you look online to try and get better at it, somebody wrote something, and then everybody on the Internet copies whatever that one person wrote because uh. all the – all the keys are the same. Oh, the you know the tendril right at the base of the yeah. fruit is dried up and curled. You know, and it's it's and then you have the like on the watermelon in that particular case, you have this yellowish spot 
uh, where it's on the soil. And yeah. it's, but <laughs> I want more than that. Decisions, decisions. Yeah, you know, and, and it's not like, and it's to some extent, splitting hairs because you want it to be just as perfect as you can have it. Because of course you do. It's not like a tomato that okay, well, if I blow this one, there's. 70 oh. or 80 more possibilities tomorrow or the next day yeah. or, or the next week or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, anyway. Well, do you have irrigation when it comes to your melons, or do did you have to regularly water yourself? We're, so it was a very water, dry water, summer. Watering. You're watering? Yeah. And so you just go out. You have a time. You just head out there, turn on the hose. or That's when you can. Yeah. And, and like we talk about on the show, um, we try not to water in the evening. Just because we went the, although as heavy sure. as the, some of the dews have been, I don't think it would have mattered so much uh, this <laughs> summer. True. But we had had some. <clears throat> yeah, we we recommend if you can watering morning or during the day, just to keep the, let the foliage dry off before you go into the evening, just to reduce the possibility of disease. Right, and even with watermelons, though, you want that consistent watering, right? Because won't they also do the stretching or cracking or uh, when they're like smaller. to the point where they're ever so ripe and you can get them to split because and you know sometimes you've I've had some watermelons here lately when you know they're going to be great and you slice into them and it's just like the skin the the containment is broken they just kind of you hear this big rip sound oh. when you're cutting through it because it's just so full of moisture yeah that's neat yeah yeah okay good three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number this is plant experts live at prairie gardens and yes we're just a little bit early today because with an 11 a.m kickoff that kind of pushes all of our shows up so we can fit in the pre-game and and the game itself and post-game so color wise outside you got a few things oh yeah we do you got a few annuals a few perennials that could be mixed in and all the perennials are 25 percent off. 25 percent off yeah Twenty-five percent, and, and there's still a reasonable selection. Absolutely. I mean, if you've got some space, way you reasonable. Fill in, yeah, yeah, more than reasonable. In actually. fact, I think you even got a few new fresh hanging baskets in. New hanging baskets, a few. Yeah. Yes. just to help freshen things up. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's some yeah, beautiful annuals. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but the, then the mums are coming into color. Oh my gosh, mums galore. Yeah, we yes. got some cute little. Um, Peck baskets or quarter bushel oh, baskets with annuals and a couple of little uh, black kettles. Uh, so those so are just really to pick too. up and mm-hmm. pop in. Did for you some see color. the orange celosia in that one kettle? Yeah, isn't that cool? I've never seen them it, one like it's that. It's real. Um, I don't know. It looks almost like the crested celosia, but then it has all sorts of frilly things going on. Mm. And it's kind of a rusty orange. It's really cool. Very cool. That's one one thing that's really uh, fun to use for this time of year is yeah, the celosia. The yeah, gets that that purple color or reds. Dragon's yeah. breath and some of the other ones that yeah, are dragon's breath really pretty neat. aggressive. Yeah. yeah, those are pretty. And I couldn't believe how many of the large mums. All the mums are on sale. They're anywhere from four ninety seven. Uh, of course, we have. Some, I guess we have some for two ninety nine or whatever too. But yeah, four ninety seven. Four ninety seven for guy. the yeah. pretty darn big ones, and then on up to twenty bucks or so. Uh, but those ones out there for seventeen ninety seven that are huge. They're I awesome. can't believe how many of those sold I, just yesterday alone. It, it, every day when I come in in the morning, it's like, what happened to all the moms? <laughs> <laughs> People are just gobbling them up. That's great. Um, but but that's great because you have so many, even just still in the greenhouses in oh, back, yeah. I saw. Yeah. Linda did a massive planting. Fabulous job. The, um, yeah, Marianne had her cart parked when I was trying to haul the mums yesterday afternoon. She had her cart <laughs> parked right in the way I couldn't get through. 
Excuse me. So See rude. how demanding he is? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so what were you doing driving through there anyway? <laughs> yeah, what's your, she's turning around on you. Isn't <laughs> so what, what have you guys uh, done in your garden? Or what are you going to do in your garden that you might want to share? None of the embarrassing stuff. Well, there's usually a lot of that happening. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Go ahead. So, so the last several weeks, I've been uh, I've been trying to semi finish off my front area of my house. Would that would that be the area that got burned? Uh, yeah. Okay, just In checking. A leaf fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you know, we talked about that I was going to do a lawn area. Well, yeah. we scrapped that. Because you're right. Why should I have to try to maintain that? This really? is going to be a pain. Really? Why? Yeah. Why? You said it's what? Ten by ten or something 10 by like 15. that. Ten yeah. by fifteen. So I ended up getting. I, I had put in a uh, uh, a new by my front sidewalk. Uh, I had put in a new bed of of uh, gravel for a seating area. I had some patio furniture. That took half nice. of the area, and then the other half I was going to do lawn. So I decided, nope, we're going to extend that. I bought some more limestone rock, some weathered limestone, different Beautiful. boulders and things. Nice. Uh, I put in some ground covers to extend the theme that I already had going. Awesome. Uh, I put in a couple more of, of the ruby slipper Hydrangeas. I love those. Yeah. It's so, a oak leaf hydrangea. Oak leaf hydrangea. Really lovely. And yeah, smaller. Yeah, so it's been a it's been a several week process. And then I had to have some stepping stones to walk through. Of course. Otherwise you're walking through you know, just mulch and then in the wintertime you would get a little sunken. So mm. so, yeah. so yeah, a little a, a few more. So uh two thousand pounds of rock later, uh, right? pretty much, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There, uh, but but you'd be surprised about how small of a stone will weigh so much. Oh my gosh, it is amazing, isn't it? And it's yeah. all the way down there on the ground too. Yeah, well, oh the, the, the last the, the last the last three hundred pound one kind of got me. <laughs> oh, Gee, I don't know why. Holy free holies! Yeah, yeah. I used a little more than the arm muscles there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bend I, with your knees. I think more than that. Yikes. Get the fulcrum and lever out for that baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was almost that much. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. How about you, Marianne? Besides watering. I gotta tell you, this has been a very exciting week for me. Yeah. I in the garden. I had I moved I moved things. It's like well, that day lilies in the wrong place. That's a kind yeah. of a normal <laughs> occurrence, isn't it? I, I I actually dug up some peonies and, and moved them. Wow! A, a tree peony too. I was really surprised. That it, it, its growth eyes were really well along, so it was it 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 wasn't too unhappy with me. So I'm sure. But this uh, is yeah. kind of the time that you you should. Yeah, it's do that. it's beginning of the time. So and that's great. I assume you left a lot of soil around these plants when you moved them. You did absolutely. Yeah. And the nice thing about that, too, for somebody who hasn't moved a peony, it'll help keep you from planting it too deep Exactly. when you move it. That's that's a really big issue. One of the best ways to get a peony not to bloom is to plant it too deep. Really? The growth eyes should be one to two inches below the soil surface. And that's um, all. Yeah, that's all. That's, they're not real deep. On the other hand, tree peonies need to be planted really deep because they're, they're usually grafted onto herbaceous peony roots. 
and you have to have that that graft union pretty far below the soil surface, several inches below the soil surface, um, to so it can start its own roots. But um, so they're just they're just the the antithesis of one another. Um, anyway, but the most exciting thing I did in my garden after I got all this moving done was that I actually sat down and enjoyed the garden. Hey, nice, good for you. It Excellent. Was, it was a beautiful afternoon, a little breeze, got, had the umbrella up, cushion on the seat. It was nice. great. That's nice. great. Yeah, it was I great. understand that. As you should do. Yeah. 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 That's what that's what the whole thing's for, right? Yeah. Well, and it's <laughs> been kind of nice. We've actually had the weather. It's starting to moderate to enough that you can actually that. be outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and do that kind of thing. I mean, you'd be outside and just you know sweat to death, but mm-hmm. who wants to do that? I've been doing some pruning because oh, you sure. said if we're gonna do that, we should do it now. Yeah, before it gets too much further down the road. Okay. On most plants, that'll stimulate new growth. Okay, good. So, so yeah, just maybe trying to clean everything up because there have been little growth spurts here and there. Sure. You know? And yeah. then I discovered that uh, my magnolia tree is growing M and M's. <laughs> that's wow. that's pretty awesome. That's what it looks like anyway. That's pretty awesome. A seed pod with uh, the seeds. The seed pods are so much larger. I thought that it was just the the fuzzy ones that they were developing, the and then they would bloom in the summer or the springtime. Well, the it's fuzzy cool. the fuzzy buds. They that's do. That's what it is. That's but this is a seed pod. That's big. That, that is big. <laughs> and they were and, all over. And the pods begin to break open, so the seeds can come out. And the seeds are bright orange. Okay. That, well, no, I'm, I'm just saying that so people understand what we're talking about. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's true. That's why I say it. it's growing M&Ms. Because, yeah, it's, this one is starting to open up that I brought, and um, they're just little, little round they look like M&M's. It just looks like an M&M. Popping out of, yeah, in orange that, M&M's. M&M's. Yeah. <laughs> really see, see right next to it, though? Look, there's, that, your, there's your bloom for next year. That's your fuzzy oh. little bloom for next year. Okay. That you cut off. How many seeds are in that seed pod, though? Well, quite a bit. Quite a few. Maybe 10-ish. Wow. Yep, and about that's 10. just one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Excellent. Yeah, now you cut your flower off. Yeah, so now you won't have that flower. Well, just for that one. That's okay. It means all of the other flowers will be more healthy. I have more food. You have to take these seeds and see if you can start trees from them. That's tempting. Don't even suggest it, though, because I will. Maybe your husband's listening. My husband. <laughs> no, he would. He will. That's great. He will try to start some magnolia trees. You're absolutely right there. But uh, And then he's um, really been concerned about the lawn. He said He said we should fertilize soon. But not just yet. Is that right? We're getting there. Later. Yeah. yeah. I mean, t- typically, again, you have to have moisture and you have to have temperatures for good growth. And we're going to have, and we are starting to experience cooler weather. Yeah. And, and, and so that's going to be great for growth. But we do need some consistent moisture. So it depends upon mm-hmm. the, the lawn. If your lawn is pretty green and lush and we have these temperatures, I think it's probably okay to consider feeding here in September. But if your lawn is brown and crunchy, mm-hmm. don't, don't bother. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. Don't bother. Let it green up naturally on its own before you would probably give it a boost. But fall is definitely the time to do it. So, you know, yep. be ready. Okay. Good, good. Yeah, you get that nice slow release s- and nice slow root development over the winter. And winter. <laughs> that's okay that's when you can look where your trees need to be pruned in the springtime right that's true okay you can prune in the winter 
Okay. Oh, sure. <laughs> that look on your face is sure like, oh, Tell me that. You know, I'll be getting out there in January. <laughs> I just want to be outdoors. It, it is nice to be outdoors. Yeah, that it is. But not when it's two degrees and the wind's 15 miles an hour. Right. But it's so funny because even just I, I was considering putting mums in at the garden uh, out at the radio station. And... Um, Ed Bond, our engineer, said, oh, okay, that's great, but not just yet. I really like the ones that are there now. <laughs> I was quite flattered. I was like, yeah, thanks. Oh, my. Isn't that pretty? Is Asclepia? Nope. Vernonia. Vernonia. Oh, Veronia. Vernonia. Fasciculata. <laughs> okay, I'll let you guys handle the Latin. Say that three times fast. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm enjoying that blooming in the pasture right now. So much. Oh, I mean, there's really? like thousands That's of them. Incredible. In fact, they're they're starting to wane a little bit. There's a few that are coming on fresh, but most uh-huh. of them have been blooming for weeks and weeks. And then uh, some Coreopsis that I showed Marianne some pictures the other day. That it's just incredible to see the difference in how large the patches are this year compared to the previous year. Nice. So, and did this this started from a mix, did it not? No, this is this is something I didn't do. You it's didn't do any of that. Wild. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So Mo- Mother Nature know. takes its own back, doesn't it? Sure. Mm-hmm. That's that, just incredible. That's like even earlier this spring, uh, late spring, when we were getting all of that rain and the farmers could not plant yet, uh-huh. and the fields just filled up with yellow flowers. Was that goldenrod? It was not. The, okay. Well, what wasn't? I'm curious because it was just everywhere. And my husband and I were taking photos just because it looked like just fields of yellow flowers. And then, of course, once they could plant, then the flowers were gone. But <laughs> so what was it, John? Oh, oh, you're talking about in the spring? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, probably that wild mustard. Really? Wild mustard? Yeah. Just like you see all the creeping Charlie in the spring. Oh, this is okay. before it was at its. This is one patch, and you can't get a, a concept of the size of it. But it's that's cool. it's dominating for about thirty yards or forty yards by probably thirty yards, maybe fifty that's yards awesome. by thirty yards. It, what, the what wild that mustard. Oh, that's really neat. The, the wild nu- wild mustard is something that uh, most farmers don't appreciate very much. Um, what's the little purple one that blooms also in the spring? Uh, the little purple Hand weed. It. Say it again. Hen bit. Hen bit, yes. Hen bit. It's lavender, and you'll see it like a carpet in fields that don't get planted. So those are weeds that are really pernicious around here. And, and then Steve uh, is showing a photo of... Marianne and I were identifying uh, Silphium, a really tall guy that's uh, prairie dockweed. Yeah. And you'll see it in ditches and in fields and stuff like that, but it's got a cluster of leaves that are that are large that are at the base. It oh, kind of looks yeah. like dock and then but the stem flower stems would be four or five feet off the ground up to say eight or nine feet off the ground really tall Uh, just (laughs) incredible and then yellow flowers that are laced on it a little sunflower like again if it would not have been a 715 show i would have tried to pull off a john weisgarver this morning and gone out and harvested some of that and uh uh, um, coreopsis and put it in the mix and made a big arrangement here to bring in not really uh, arrangement but I just shoved it in a glass vase anyway but yeah <laughs> kind of thing just to, to share so again tomorrow or Monday I guess yeah right whatever yeah well funny you That's know okay. yeah 
it's a good time of year. Everything so is blossoming. Yeah, but yeah, that's so great that you, it's can, a whole different that you, can, yeah. you can look out the window at your house and see that or, or be out in the yard. How cool is that to well, be surrounded and then, and then by I, I'm, I'm assuming I'm never going to think that it's too aggressive, but I'm, I'm hoping that I can have those yellows keep spreading so sure. I can have the yellow and the purple blooming together and intermixed That'd be awesome. throughout yeah. the same time. That'd be yeah. awesome. Gorgeous. So that's, that's the hope. Ha- have you seen any uh, Baptisia or Liatris come up in your field? I have not. I've been looking, but I don't. So don't you just it. every once in a while you'll see that happen because those are plants that are indigenous to the prairie. It just—it's just so neat to see those flowers come up. This is. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to ask. So, is that a good thing if you see them, or oh, sure. not? Well, if you have a, a, a pasture field that you don't want to plant corn and or mm-hmm. soybeans in, yeah, it's yeah. a good thing. Natural. Okay, good. See, any plant in the wrong place is a weed, mm-hmm. and those could can be conceived as a weed in a in a bean field. So. Sure. <laughs> Excellent point. <laughs> That's right. Well. But you know what you can do. What I can know I do? But. When they start this fall, when everything's gone to seed, you can actually go out there and take that and just kind of throw oh, it where oh, you want oh, to. Oh, you know a baby. <laughs> yeah, so like literally in an area where there's hundreds or thousands of plants, I'll take part of them and go ahead and That's why you help it out a little bit. Children and grandchildren. No, right? it'll be a head shear and you just do a fast, quick butcher job and <laughs> oh, okay. relocate. And then relocate. Yeah. Nice. And you can let the birds do it too. And that, that takes they, longer. And that they do. <laughs> <laughs> and that they're, they pr- do. they're pretty good at it, really. Yeah. yeah. But again, it's it's a perfect time for pollinators. I mean, between the butterflies and the bees and all these things that are flowering now. You know what? It's just awesome. Observed in the uh, b- back here in the Cravo is the um, Agastache in the last couple of weeks has just been blooming its full heads off. Mm. Bees and butterflies all over them, just masses of, of, of little yeah. flying critters all Good. over them. So, you know, there's lots of things, lots of different things that can be used as uh, to attract pollinators. I mean, yeah. it's just amazing. You can be out in the garden early in the morning, so you can be out there. Because yeah, it's really not even light until 6 or after right <laughs> now. So you can be out there at 6, and it can be deathly quiet. And the only thing you hear are bees on the comfrey or, oh, or wow. something else making making their noise already. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so funny. My niece sent around a meme on Facebook that said, uh, you know, when I was little, I used to say, ooh, a bee, ick, run away. And now I see a bee and it's like, oh, hello, little bee. Can I get you a drink? Is That's there right. anything? Would you like an easy chair? Here's the TV remote. You know, like anything you could do. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> but now, you, you, now that you're older, you appreciate. Oh, for oh, sure. We need the pollinators. Well, and you know what? There's been a, a lot of people really pushing the awareness of, of how important pollinators are, and they are, certainly. So it, it's been a real trendy thing. When, and not trendy. I like that in, in a good way. Yeah. Um, to do pollinator pockets. That's what the extension office is really pushing. And just planting things that attract uh, bees and butterflies. It's a great thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So we talked a little bit about fertilizing lawns, and we're saying pretty much hold off. You know, but September and October, yeah. even early November, is a perfect time of year to feed your lawn. And again, if your lawn is green and actively growing going into the fall, I think it's great to fertilize then. If your lawn is dormant, I'd, I'd wait till we get some more moisture on a consistent basis. Well, it starts to green up naturally. Yeah, and sure. then And then you could go ahead and feed. But you are entering, you're in the ideal time of year to sow grass seed yeah. if you do need to sow mm-hmm. grass seed. So if you had 
construction, bare spots, disease, drought, whatever it might be, whether you're going to slit seed or overseed or start from scratch brand new, it's the perfect time of year to do it. Oh, you mean the middle of July isn't that? Well, even <laughs> though you had good results and you were happy with it, it was more challenging. You said reasonable results. Yeah. I, uh, we're going to core aerate and do an overseed, um, but, and, and probably pretty soon, like Steve said, if we start getting a little moisture. <laughs> it's going to be fun so. to see you core aerate. That <laughs> It's like I'll go down just a few feet down this road. i got to turn the machine around and go back, go back. And, and that's really the, important the, to do. The shoes, it? the strap-ons. No. I, I think not. Please. <laughs> 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 so say, walking here is enough. I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> it just goes on and on and on. I it's um, I think that's a great way to do it. And, you know, if you're out, you're out working in your yard and you, you wear it's, it's a uh, this like the sole of a shoe that has cleats over the, all the bottom of it, so that you're doing that. Hole punching. Always <laughs> aerating yeah. as you walk. Yeah. I think the machine would be easier. Plus the machine pulls the core out. Yeah. And yeah. it's a true core. Yeah. And yeah. sort of on top of the ground. So it'll break down with mowing, foot traffic, watering. Yeah. Um, and and then it filters back in. And between that and the thatch that pops up when you're doing it, I think you're just getting much better results. Those cleats, you're just I don't know. technically you're compacting you're, it's exactly you're okay. just poking holes yeah. yeah so okay. i think it's more one of those i feel good because i'm doing I'm this doing yeah. something wow yeah. yeah no i don't think so yeah. it, it's interesting to see uh patterns in grass we don't water a lot the lawn we just it's mostly the plant new plantings and the new grass and stuff but so you can see it in our on our front lawn right along the street the curb it's really dry because it's a little, it's more hot. It gets a lot more sun. So right on the edges, it's going dormant, and then it just just gradually turns into a really lush and green, just because of the shade from a big old tree and blah blah blah. But um, across the street, there was some new sod laid down. But uh, what happened was the uh, tree that was there was cut down. It was an old tree. It had been cut down in a couple of years, but they didn't they didn't um, do the uh, stump. So it, oh, the stump. They didn't grind, grind grind it down far enough. So right there, there's a big patch of yellow. So it's about the nutrients that um, from the soil. So ah. it's it's interesting the reasons why things happen and and watching the patterns. That just tells you what it needs, you know. That and, is amazing. And it could be because it's more porous because there's all that organic matter That's there true. and it drains away faster. It could be because that organic matter is so heavily concentrated there the lawns short of nitrogen because the bacteria exactly. are taking all available nitrogen to help break down that organic matter and, mm. and there's none available for the grass plants. Exactly. So hmm. it could be a couple it's, of different things. But it, it, it just tells you I, I need something. Have you had, because I was inspecting ours, the uh, the ground along our back property by where we have evergreens, a line of evergreens, the uh, ground is cracking because it did not get a lot of water. Should that be a concern, or or should I just make sure to, to water it more? Because there are big cracks in. It's just an indication, there. a symptom of it just how dry it is. Really <laughs> needs water. Okay, but close to the evergreens, that that would um, to me say that I, I probably should water the evergreens. Yeah, because we're getting ready. I mean, it's it's going to be winter pretty soon. 
I can't believe I said Come that. Come on. I know. S- uh, they, it, they need to start taking up moisture to get them through the winter, the evergreens particularly. They so. just aren't mine. I don't want to have to pay for the water, <laughs> but they will <laughs> fall on my house. <laughs> well, they're, they're not going to do that, but they might turn brown. <laughs> uh, oh, okay then. <laughs> Nice view. <laughs> so it, it, it's interesting. It's um, okay. This is the last day of August. Can you believe that? The last day of no, August. No, I can't so, believe yeah, that. So yeah, it's time to start thinking about uh, fall. Uh, mm-hmm. Seriously, fall, and then what comes right after that. And you know, you just got to be ready. You can't well, wait until December thirty first. And if you think say, you want to plant bulbs later on in the fall, uh, we'll be oh. putting those out sometime next week. Yay! And wow. so uh, we are not encouraging you to plant them that early, but usually after 1st of October, it, things are cool enough, consistent enough, and yes. you're not going to get top growth, you'll just get root growth. But start thinking about where you want to plant these. Sure. Oh, for sure. So you don't end up having stuff that's in a bag shoved in your garage that you just don't get it done. Mm. Oh, mm. those those ones that he you said, plant. looking at Marianne. Since what you plant in March, <laughs> you mean? <laughs> I'm sorry, isn't that the kind of thing that you just keep in a paper bag in your fridge for six months or so? That's what I've done more than once. (laughs) But you know what? So it's always exciting when the bulbs come in. It's just color. It's like, oh, yes. Oh, wow. You know, everything's so dried up now and and the colors. I mean, Steve has colors at his house, but we can't all go to his house. So just seeing the colors, the pictures on on the bulb package is just, is it? a delight but actually plant that's a very good thing to do to plan it out right now where are you going to put things oh that's an empty space i need to fill that up mm. uh, it's mm-hmm. it, it's like doing it's like doing your winter uh garden evaluation only you're doing it early right i can see that and also deciding what colors you would want and heights oh exactly the whole nine and, yards and, and yeah. what what's going to complement what you already have existing yes but like steve said the soil temperatures air temperatures too are too warm that could stimulate growth now and you don't want that so yeah okay good all right three five six nine three nine seven this is plant experts live at prairie gardens you know talking about talk about fresh color i you have some some fresh annuals back there for people to add for fresh color i didn't realize that snapdragons were a fall annual, but boy, do you have some beautiful shades. They are pretty, aren't they? Yeah, yes. well, they, they like cooler temperatures. Okay. Yeah. That so I did they'll thrive. Know. I mean, they'll oh, yeah. they'll go. You know, they'll take not only a hard frost, but they'll they'll take even. You know, maybe not a f- hard freeze, but they'll they'll take it down to no kidding twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So you're going to have a lot of color. Yeah. Yes. Guess what else we got? Oh yeah, the, the P word. That's pansies. right. You want color. Oh, There's yeah. your color, there baby. Pansies. pansies. <laughs> yeah, you have some beautiful pansies out there. So yeah. the other thing we got going on this weekend at PG is the furniture sale. So you're taking an extra 20% off. Just had to furniture. tell me that, honestly. Yeah. I know, right? Now I have to go look. And, well. that would, and that would include the patio furniture over there. Okay. Too. Oh, just that's good Just to make it worse, I'm looking at her again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, uh, somebody loaded up the back of their pickup truck yesterday. Yesterday, that's yeah. exactly right. Good. That's pretty cool. Well, and now's the time when everybody's going to start moving indoors, and you start hosting events and holiday get-togethers and whatnot. Holiday. And it's yeah, but whether it's upholstery, nice the sofas, whether it's some of the chairs that are over there, the recliners, yeah. the 
dining, casual dining. There's just incredible sets over there. Yeah, there really are. Uh, of casual dining styles. Is uh, lamps and art, too? Lamps and art, too. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's going through there. Monday. All right. So it's a Labor Day weekend event. Yes. How nice is that? Yeah. Okay, 20% off all furniture, lamps, and art. Yay. There you go. Yay. Yeah, people Boing. loading up yesterday. I remember seeing that. People also loading up on trees and shrubs because all of our sh- flowering shrubs, deciduous shrubs, are now 25% off. Yes, they that are. That includes hydrangeas. Ooh. And we've got some. We've got a nice, nice hydrangea selection right now. Ornamental grasses. Excellent. And all the perennials, all of them are 25% off. Wow. Now's the time to load up. And That's it's a great, great. time to plant. That's a question I have all the time, this time of year, and I've had it practically every day, is yep. is it okay to plant now? Absolutely it is. Just keeping up with the water okay. is the one of the bigger issues. But, yeah, definitely. Okay, good. And that there's still time for the roots to get established before oh, it's prime oh, time. sets in. And, yeah. again, the plant's going to be so much larger by the end of next summer than it would be if you wait till the next spring and plant something at that point in time. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So hard to believe because it really only gets like an extra month or two, it seems like. Yep. But that's enough, huh? Yeah, that's enough. It's just a kickstart. Yeah. Nice. Turbocharge. Okay. Yeah. Good, good. So anything else on your uh, gardening list coming up? You, you know, it sounds like Marianne's going to do a little overseeding, some corrugating yeah. in the lawn here yeah. coming up with that. Again, we talked about fertilizing maybe in, here in the nether few weeks or another month or whenever your lawns are greening up naturally don't do it when they're dry um planting a little bit planning for bulbs planting in october i can't wait (laughs) um wouldn't do it but if you're gonna do it and do it this early but if you're gonna consider doing the bear tree and shrub type of product uh, for that next year if you have some plants that you need to treat uh, you'll be looking at that later on here in october it'd be fine yep um I like to feed trees and shrubs in general in the fall uh, and perennials for the most part. So I'll use a slow release or an nitri- organic type fertilizer here this fall and feed just about everything because uh, nice. it's going to be gentle. It's not going to bolt and encourage any new growth this fall. Uh, and it'll be there. So the plants will be taking it up and healthy and ready to get off to a nice, smooth, easy start next spring. Nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah, fall's a great Love time it. to really do a lot of maintenance in your garden. Well, it is. Yeah. And if you, uh, you know, kind of back on the vegetable gardening front, um, pretty soon we'll have some garlic in in another couple of weeks uh, and maybe some shallots. Um, certainly if you want to plant some of the seeds, it'll be great for fall gardening, whether it's kohlrabi or spinach or lettuce mm. or turnips or radishes, radishes or yeah. you name it those kinds of things could be happening now from Absolutely. seed yes. from seed wow that's so, amazing so it, it's just like doing I your early early spring stuff you know the, these are things that like cooler weather okay that actually don't do real well in the heat right yeah, but still, from seed, usually it takes so long to germinate. <laughs> well, it's not going to take as long in the f- this time of year as it would in the spring just because the soil temperatures are so much warmer. Oh, okay. And so everything's going to be accelerated. So okay. um, you could do, I mean, it just, you know, I don't know if you like radishes or not, but just for kicks, I would do a row of radishes just because you'd probably be eating them in 14 to 20 days. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe 28 days on some of them, yeah. but yeah. That's great. And it's crazy. That would be something I'd want to do with the grandkids yeah, because for 
kids are I impatient. Can see it happen. Right. Absolutely. And me. <laughs> and, 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 and next year, even if you just do one potato plant, plant a, t- a potato next year. Yeah. It's like the best thing to do with young kids because they they you can see the foliage starting to dry up, and you know it's time. And all they see is this, these leaves. And then it's, then you, you know, take a digging fork or a shovel and you dig around the plant and you lift the soil up and voila. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because, you know, it's one thing. You know, they fun. can go up to a tomato plant and see the tomato and then they know it's there. Mm-hmm. But this is a surprise because there's no visible yeah. sign whatsoever. Yeah. Right. Cool. So uh-huh. put that right. on your list. I will. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And then I just have to decide what kind of potatoes. Yukon gold or the... There's so many different so many. varieties choices. there. Choices. Hard, choices. hard to beat a Yukon yes. Gold. Choices. Especially if you're going to do a small amount like that. If you're going to do a, a larger amount and you have room for more plants, then I would consider doing several different varieties because some are going to come on earlier than others, some, and, and some will store a little bit better than others. So then you can kind of decide what your plan is and buy the varieties accordingly. Okay. That's great. Yep, yep, yep. Well, before we run out of time here, I do want to mention that all of your Halloween items that you have out are awesome. I purposely <laughs> left the light off in the front of the store this morning at 6.30 when Did she came in just so she could have some of the these guys' the samples effect? that were lit up on the, yes. on the screen door. Over you here. have a Halloween tree set up that, that is just stunning. That's a bird tree. A bird tree? Yeah. Because it has birdhouses all over it? It could be that way, that reason, yeah. Okay. It is neat, though. Isn't Why it? are you calling it a bird tree? Because that's what Brian called it. Oh, okay. Enough said. <laughs> he, he's, he, he decorated his tree. <laughs> <laughs> he is so good. I love the stunning, the orange lights and the uh, and the twinkly twinkly white lights. You also have some really cool yard art for Halloween. Um, and those were glowing, too, that I was able to see when you <laughs> steep pointed them out when I first came in before you turned the lights on. And like, glowing pumpkins oh, and solar ghosts. Ones. That's yeah. awesome. Are they solar? There's, like, the yes. eyeballs. The, the ones oh, on the screen are not. The, yes. the eyeballs are. Okay. Yeah. Personally, I like the eyeballs pretty well. I like the eyeballs, and I love that they're solar. And the googly ones are... Those are fun, too. The yeah. monster eyes. Yeah. yeah glow in the dark. Very fun. So, yeah. But even, like, when you first walk in, you'll see a bunch of Halloween items. And they have that vintage look, that vintage Uh feel of, uh, I don't know, say, around the 20s, 30s, 40s kind of a look. And you have some um, ornaments there, Halloween ornaments, specifically for a Halloween tree. Darling. Yeah, so it is. I, I just have to call attention to those things real quick. And then, of course, the store's filling up with beautiful um, items for autumn, like your uh, faux bouquets and uh, all oh, of the glass, beautiful. blown glass pumpkins. The glass, yeah. Oh, Very nice touch. Love those, yes. And you have a variety of those, so you can select different colors and shades and, and make a beautiful little setup there on top of my, your piano or what have you. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, of course, as plant experts, and we do want to mention, you know, as many plants as possible and discuss those, but you have so many cool things inside the store at Prairie Gardens. I got to mention it a little bit here. Got to. All so right. come in and check out the furniture sale, 20% off all furniture, lamps, and art. Yeah. Through, well, through Monday. Through Monday. You too, Marianne. That. Go I check it that. out. Okay. And Mom's Galore, and as even those are are like 25% off now. Or the large garden sized or patio sized Yeah, they're, they're all on sale. Okay. <laughs> all of them. 4.97 and up. 
All right. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much for joining me, you guys. And I appreciate it, especially since it was so early today. Next week will be all right. Regular time. Okay. I know. (laughs) You've been listening to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens with plant experts Marianne Metz, John Weisgarver, and Steve Brown. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our producer today was Blake Landa. Stay tuned for Saturday Sports Talk up next here on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. And keep in mind that a podcast of this show show will be made available later today at wdws.com as well as all of our previous shows have a wonderful weekend and go align high